Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Brother uh, Tim Green, an evangelist for nearly 45 or 46 years. And it's a privilege to have him on the campus of Providence Baptist College with us today. He preached chapel for us and then so graciously decided to uh, stick around to uh, talk with us about some ministry topics. And so thanks for coming in, Brother Green. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. We'll talk about several things. First of all, I wanted to talk to you about uh, caring for the visiting preacher. Uh, as an evangelist, uh, you're always the visiting preacher, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you're probably in other churches more than you are in uh, your home church. Uh, home by far. So I just wanted to talk to you about, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And of course, the bad and the ugly always remember are, are always more, <laughs> more memorable. Uh, but I just want to talk about several categories. Uh, maybe this can help uh, a pastor. Uh, as he's, you know, going to host a meeting or something like that. And maybe there's some situations that he's never thought of that, you know, only an evangelist who's had experience would think of. Sure. I mean, I'm not trying to say that I have any experience in the world of evangelism, but the college allows me to go out one week a summer with a tour group. Mm -hmm. And that's eye-opening enough uh, <laughs> with only one week a year, uh, much less, you know, as many times as you are, are out and about. So talk to us a little bit about um, just... Communication between the pastor and the visiting preacher. What are some of the things that you as a visiting preacher appreciate in communication and what needs to be communicated well, with you? Well, uh, I would, uh, at the outset, I don't have any complaints. Yeah. Um, I've never slept uh, in a place as bad as the Lord Jesus Christ slept. You know, he said foxes had holes and the birds of the air had nests, but the Son of Man hath not any place to lay his head. So. Yeah. I don't have any complaints that way. Sure. Uh, I've stayed in all kinds of places. Some were comfortable and commodious, and others were far from that. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of times, uh, early in my ministry, I would stay in a lot of homes. Mm -hmm. But I don't stay in many homes anymore. Uh, there's a few churches where I do. Um, most people think their homes are commodious or comfortable or convenient. And they're none of the above. Uh, you know, when you have to get dressed to go to the bathroom every day in someone else's house, that's not uh, a convenient spot yeah. to be in. And uh, I had three rules, simple rules. I would never stay in a home where I was left uh, alone with the man's wife mm -hmm. or children. Uh, the man would have to always be there. And then uh, I, I would never stay in a home where uh, the kids were terrible. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, they're just, just completely unruly and uh, unkind, uncomfortable, uh, impossible. It was just impossible to stay there. And I never would stay in a home where the people would uh, be critical of their pastor. Mm. Uh, and if they started that, I'd just, uh, you know, have to make a scene. Yeah. And I had to do it a time or two, not anymore, because we don't stay in, I don't stay in homes. Mm -hmm. I do, I have some places I preach where I have friends, and they have homes that are comfortable, and, you know, you have your own private facilities, and et cetera, and you have a place where you can get away from everybody else, and so I do occasionally stay in homes, but most of the time, uh, nowadays it's in hotels, or uh, some churches have prophets' rooms, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm not overly uh, happy about those most of the time. 
You know, again, sure. when you have to, you know, you have to take a shower in the ladies' bathroom in the back of the auditorium, and they've got a little room tucked in the corner uh, with an old mattress and a bunch of junk furniture that they collected. Uh, that's not comfortable sure. either, and you don't have any security at those places at all. Oh yeah, and uh, that's a, you know, I I didn't care about it. You know, years ago when I, you know, as a young man, you don't care. I'm old now. I don't. Uh, I don't want to get any <laughs> confrontational situations because I'm not going to win. I, did, I probably wouldn't have won back then, but I thought I could. Um, but th those, uh, those are the things. And some yeah. of the, uh, I had a great story. I had a preacher friend. He never would stay in a prophet's room. He just would not do it. Yes, to be frank with you, uh, probably 75% of them are terrible. And, and uh, so he would never do it ever. So we were preaching together in a meeting. He's an older man. He's in heaven now. <laughs> and so I got stuck, quote-unquote, in the prophet's room. Yes, sir. So he was razzing me, you know, first two or three days that we were there. I, I'm standing. But his hotel was a little flea bag place. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to have stayed there, but he had his hotel. Yeah. So uh, he's, the pastor said to him, we come back from lunch, he said, would you like to see the prophet's room upstairs? And he's smiling all the way up there. You know, he's going to rib me. We get up there, it's the most beautiful one I'd ever stayed in in my life, period. <laughs> beautiful oak floors, everything was just fabulous, everything was perfect. The only thing was upstairs, which is, yeah. uh, but then it didn't matter. Now I don't like the upstairs ones. <laughs> Somebody else is going to have to haul my luggage up. I'm, I can't do it anymore. But, yeah, it, 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 I, I think if, see, most pastors don't travel, so they don't know. Uh, and sometimes uh, hotel chains they change hands. And what was nice 10 years ago, now is a flea bag hotel or uh, a lot of problems that are uh, impossible. So I think the, you know, the rooms ought to be checked. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you, you know, you're paying, I don't know, 50 to 150 bucks a night for a hotel nowadays. Uh, I would make sure that it's nice and it's comfortable and it's what it ought to be because the churches are paying for it. But uh, the, yeah, there's a lot. It's interesting. It's been an interesting trip for me. Yes, sir. Uh, but again, I, I, I've never, I don't have any complaints. I've had to tell a couple preachers, but in a long, long time. Yes, sir. You know, this was just not appropriate. And uh, I've stayed in houses and uh, the electricity goes off and, you know, it's just a lot of, but it's just part of life. So it's kind of, yeah. it makes it interesting to me. Uh, after you get through it. Yeah, not fun in the moment. No, no, no problems are. I'm reminded of a time we were on tour and we stayed in a, a family's home. The tour group guys did and we were singing at this church that in the next Sunday morning. And we were all packed up, everything was in the van before church started so that as soon as church was over, we could eat and go. And um, one of the men had left uh, his unmentionables. Uh, <laughs> back at the house. And the, the lady of the house was so kind enough to put them in a plastic bag and tie them uh, to the antenna of the van. <laughs> I've left clothes all over the country. One sock, you know, I, I, I've left stuff. I mean, it's just part of my life. And it's, it's, it, is, it is kind of funny that stuff like that happens. You know, my wife says, where's that? Mm -hmm. Or the worst part is going to a meeting and I forgot to pack stuff. Oh, yeah. I've gone without my shirts, all of my shirts, had to buy them, gone without, I went to uh, Australia, no, New Zealand, one time, didn't take any socks, not one, except wow. the ones I had on. 
They don't wear the same kind of socks over there that we we do. So I had to buy some, but I left them with the, the you know the preacher when I, the missionary when I came home. And I've I've gone without my outlines. I leave all my outlines, which was wow. a you know I had to study that week. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun things in life like that. What about meals for a visiting preacher? Obviously, some preachers um, when you're when you're out and about, preachers always want to take you to the nicest restaurant. And some you know, do, yeah. Uh, and sometimes, I mean, you, you tend to eat out a lot. I mean, is there some appreciation for a home-cooked meal? Or? Again, we used to eat in houses a lot more than we do now. Yeah. I only eat lunch uh, when I'm preaching meetings. I don't eat supper. I don't mm-hmm. eat before I preach. I figure people would rather hear me speak than burp. So, uh, <laughs> amen. So, yeah, amen. So, and I don't eat after church because that's a killer. Yes, sir. You know, I had a lot of good evangelist friends who died you know, 55, 65 years, young, you know, I mean, I'm 72 now, uh, young men, because they they would eat breakfast, they'd eat lunch, they'd eat supper, and then they'd eat a big meal after church, and, mm-hmm. you know, their weight got out of hand, and uh, problems happened in their lives that, uh, I think we, you know, Americans, we eat too much, frankly. Certainly. And we eat uh, wrong things most of the time. You know, there's certain things. I like I like chocolate. You know, I love M and M's and stuff like that. But uh, I, I'm very careful about it. Now, I've had cancer also, oh, yes. and uh, cancer that I've had, uh, it's uh, determined that I can I can't eat anything but chicken or fish when it comes to meat. I can really? eat turkey. Okay. Just those three. That's it, and no beef or pork. Uh, rest of my life, which. You know, if I could have a big steak about as big as my Bible sitting here and cook just the way I like it and just be able to chew on it and get the flavor, I'd be a happy man and you don't have to take it out and throw it away. But, uh, yeah, food is a its a big problem because uh, people want to entertain you. Yes, sir. And our minds in America, that is, especially Christians, it's around food mm-hmm. most of the time. Uh, so I'm pretty careful about it. I have to drink distilled water most of the time and uh, when I'm on the road. So I, I got a little bit of rules, you know, about how I govern my life. So a, a pastor would be wise to at least make that a point of conversation. Is there most something of you them prefer? Do. Most of them call. Sometimes, now they text a lot. Yes, sir. Texting is easy to communicate that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of them do. And you know, some guys, you know, I... Uh, I would say there's a percentage, I don't know what it is, 25, 35% of the guys that I preach for, I preach for every year, mm-hmm. every other year, so they know. And uh, and the other guys, I just have to tell, I have to tell some guys. And I, I think I've offended people over the years unintentionally because, you know, they wanted that big supper before church and, you know, people work during the day and they can't make it. Now, mm-hmm. years ago, they did, you know, yeah. but not anymore. So... But I just can't do it. I mean, it's impossible. What about transportation? Um, a lot of times you're flying to a church and you are being picked up at the airport or dropped off at the airport. Mm-hmm. And then while, if it's, you know, several day meeting, your your transportation, you know, what, what's Most what's of the time helpful? I don't have any, which okay. is fine with me because I is have it? a lot. If I had a car, number one, I don't know where to go. Okay, it's true. And, uh you know, if you're in a hotel, they're usually close by something that if you need to go get it, you can get it or on the way to church or they'll get it when we go out to lunch. Mm-hmm. But I don't really uh, like to have a car. Some churches do provide it, uh, but I'm not. I don't need one. 
okay. at all. I can stay in the hotel, get more work done. <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I don't have a car to go someplace that I don't really need to go, you know. So. What can a pastor do for um, a meeting that you're preaching? Um, a lot of times maybe you're preaching on Monday through Wednesday or, you know, the last half of the week. What can a preacher do to help uh, prepare uh, his church for a meeting spiritually um, that makes it a whole lot easier for you to preach a meeting? Well, a couple of years ago, I preached a meeting, maybe three years ago now, I preached a meeting at uh, Brother uh, Kenny Graham's in mm -hmm. Arkansas. And he had put together a little booklet for his church. It was called uh, 30 Days to Revival or One Month to Revival, something like that. Yeah. So I got it. I really liked it. And I said, Kenny, I'd like to uh, uh, add my own stuff to it. Because he had some personal things that you know wouldn't fit mm -hmm. generically in every church. Sure. So I, we, we collaborated on that and put it together. I initially put it all in Baptist Bread, the daily devotional mm -hmm. that I edit. And then subsequently, we've put it in a booklet. And so I send it ahead to churches, and they use it in their churches. Uh, there's, there's really 31 days, but it's called One Month to Revival. Until you do this one day and this the next day. And it has really helped the revival meetings. It's helped prepare people's minds and hearts. And I'm, I mentioned kind of the stuff you've talked about. Sure. I talked about money. I talk about food. I talk about uh, everything. Mm. Uh, just to, so that I think, uh, of course, it, I came out with it last year. Okay. Um, and the first two meetings <clears throat> last year were, in, of course, in January, and really helped those meetings. But subsequently, uh, COVID hit. So my revival meetings were, you know, knocked out basically sure. all of, you know, for five months. But then it picked back up in the fall, and people have used it in the fall, and it's been a blessing. I had a guy uh, last week, uh, not far from here in Indiana, he, he ordered 200 of them for a revival that he's having uh, wow. in his church. So, you know, I... I provide them free if I'm the guy doing the preaching. Sure. And I, I charge them a love offering, you know, whatever they want to give. I don't care. I mean, I'm not in, in to make any money off these things. And obviously I haven't, but uh, I think it's helped. I know it's helped the revivals that I've had. So the church will read these books corporately together. One a day. Yeah. You know, one a day. A little devotional. Maybe, yeah, like a devotional, mm -hmm. basically. And there's Bible verses there. There's little quips and quotes. There's things about revival. Uh, there's things about various aspects of the revival, praying for the revival, mm -hmm. giving to the revival, et cetera, uh, that are in these booklets. That's awesome. Uh, concerning finances, you mentioned it briefly. Um, what does a church need to do to take care of an evangelist financially? Obviously, some churches, I think they support you on a monthly basis. Yeah, I have just a few. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's a thousand bucks a month total, probably. Sure. It's not very much. But... It has paid my utilities. Mm -hmm. uh, we live in the same house we've lived in for 30-some years, so we don't have a house payment anymore. Okay. So that was like getting a big raise. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, so I, I appreciate the churches that do that. They've been a big help. I don't know if they... I hope I, over the years I've been able to communicate that to them, how mm -hmm. much I appreciate it, because I do. But, you know, it's pretty hard to make it on 1000 a month nowadays living. Sure. But there's a few churches that do it. I think, I don't think, uh, there might be 15, 18, something like that. Okay. But it's been, it's been a blessing, and especially when I first got started. And now 
I'm, you know, I'm at the end of the road. You know, I know that. I mean, I'm not going to live another 30 years, I hope. I don't want to be 102. <laughs> but uh, they do support. Uh, I, I work on a, uh, a love offering uh, expenses basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the churches pay uh, for me to come. Uh, they pay my airfare. I let them know what it is. Most churches pay it ahead of time. Some don't. When I get get there, some forget to do it, mm-hmm. which I don't complain. I'm not gonna, you know, bug them about it. Uh, a lot of churches don't. You know, when you drive, uh, they think you get there on a magic carpet, like it doesn't cost you anything to get there if you drive. So only it costs you if you fly, but if you drive, exactly, no expense, right? So that's why I drive. I fly most of the time. <laughs> It seems more dramatic, huh? Yeah, so I would (laughs) rather have that taken care of. But in other churches, you know, they'll give you a gas card. Okay. Uh, Some guys fill your your tank up at the end of the meeting, which, you know, is a plus. But, you know, I had to pay to get there. It's true. You know, (laughs) they're only paying one way is all they're doing. I don't think they think about everything. I mean, they're pastors. uh, And obviously evangelists don't think about everything on a pastor's uh, side of it either, mm-hmm. but I, I think uh, I think if a church, I don't th- think very many churches do this, but I recommend it, and I recommend it in that little uh, booklet that Kenny Graham and I put out. Uh, you know, if a church had one revival meeting a year, mm-hmm. and let's say they wanted to give the guy a, a, a thousand bucks for the year for the revival meeting, sure. All they'd have to do is put 20 bucks a week away, and duh, they'd have $1,000. Mm-hmm. And it would be taken care of. His honorarium would be taken care of. Now, some churches, uh, you know, give love offerings, and they take up love offerings every night. Some don't. Some wait till the end of the week and take up a one-time love offering. If their church is trained to do that, then you'll get it. Now, I've... I've talked to two or three of my friends that do it that way over the years. I said, yeah, but what about that guy that came Tuesday night? He didn't give any money. He probably wanted to. What about, I had, and I had a friend here Thursday night, and uh, he couldn't give any money unless he handed it to me and I put it in my pocket. You know, they, I don't think pastors think about all those things. Sure. And I don't see anything wrong with taking up an offering every night. I don't uh, shill the offering at all. I don't push it ever. Uh, I, I've gone on a love offering basis all my life. I've never charged for, you know, you got to give me so much. Uh, I've never done that. I don't believe in that. I don't, I, and God's taking care of us wonderfully. I, again, I have I have no complaints about God's people and how they've taken care of me and been a blessing to me and, and my preacher friends. And, you know, I, I've had to be frank with a couple, three preachers mm-hmm. over my lifetime that you mean, and, uh, <laughs> You mean to tell me this is all that came in? And, of course, they were lying, mm-hmm. and they were stealing, and they got caught. But, wow. you know, c'est la vie, wow. in my opinion. So, Well, the bottom line, I think, is that God will take care of our needs. And our, exactly. And, and, you exactly. know, whatever may happen, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, that we talked about, it's just it, God will take care of your needs and you just kind of go along for the ride and exactly. just enjoy it as it lasts. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, and even the negative spirit, the negative experiences really, like you said earlier, they're, they're the ones you remember because they're, so, they're fun. They're funny now. <laughs> they're hilarious. Yeah. 
uh, the dumb things that guys have done. But and and the good things are normal. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking yeah, to us about it. this, and maybe this will be a help to some people and uh, open their eyes to what they can do to yeah, help care for the future. There are some guys be mad at me for what I said, too. <laughs> he was talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and tuning in. Uh, catch us on the next uh, episode. We'll continue our conversation with Brother Green uh, uh, on a future episode. Thanks for joining us.